Welcome to the Michael Much Podcast. This is a very special episode. This is the 50th episode extravaganza. We are recording it from Max's place. First time ever. Max, my friend and trusty producer for the 50th time. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. A lot of hype leading up to this episode. Has there been? Yeah, a few people have been saying... What are you going to do when episode 50 comes? And I said, <laughs> it's a surprise. I can't tell you. But we do have a bit of a surprise today. We do have a bit of a surprise. We're actually breaking with format a bit uh, for longtime listeners of the Mike Unmatch podcast. This is the 50th episode. We've been doing this for a while now. Uh, all of you loyal listeners, you know that we talk a lot about the Champagne Boys. We also talk a lot about a guy named The Nut. Yes. Will we be using his real name in this episode or are we just calling well, him The Nut? When he comes on the show, he can tell us what's appropriate. He can answer for himself. Yeah. He's going to come on to, uh, you know share his side of some stories maybe that Shane has told in the talk past. Talk about his life. Talk about his life. And I think he may have just walked in the door. Is that him? Oh, that's exciting. That is the nut. We will get to him in a minute. Yeah. But Max, that's not the only thing going on because Shane Cunningham, our pop culture aficionado, just got back from Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes. And uh, if anybody's been following the Much Music socials, you'll see that Shane had a hell of a time. And we have not talked to him. Well, at least I haven't talked to him since he got back from Hawaii. So we're going to learn all the dirt about, uh, you know, what, what he got up to there. In keeping with pod protocol, Shane and I worked together a whole day at the office and actually didn't talk one bit about Hawaii because we wanted to save it for the pod. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it fresh. So we will be talking about that. We will have the nut on. But first, let's just reflect on 50 episodes, Max. I know. Well, we had uh, very modest expectations when we started the show. We thought we should just learn how to do a podcast. That was like really my only hope for this uh, whole experiment. And uh, I feel like we've learned a lot. We have. We, we, uh, for people who uh, listen to the show, first of all, uh, thank you very much. And second of all, you know, I know it seems like it's a bunch of rambling idiots. Uh, seems like. Yes. <laughs> Uh, every episode, but I've had such a good time sort of figuring this thing out, figuring out the format, uh, prepping interviews with you, listening back, uh, going over the show, the episodes with Justin, who's the, our overlord overseer. Oh, I mean, you could go with Lord. I'm going with Lord. Yeah. Uh, Justin's the overlord and he tells us what stuff we have to cut because we might get sued. <laughs> and, uh, which were all the early Shane stories, by the way. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's like a whole catalog of uh, stuff in the vault there that might never see the light of day. It won't. No, but you know, what's awesome is it's like, like you said, in humble beginnings, this started with me and you basically sitting at a second cup and being like, we should do a pod. Yeah. Well, was, I said, we should do a pod. You said no. And then I said, come on, let's try. And, uh, we're lucky. So we just want to give a quick shout out to all the members of the team that help get this thing off the ground every week. Greg Stewart, Justin Stockman, Kristen Nicholas, Dan Carruthers, and also people who have helped the show in the very early days, like Hotlanta, Alana Dyer, uh, Pasquale. Uh, so thank you to everybody. Sarah McLaren, who yeah. has been amazing. She was the one that got us like Josh Jackson and, uh, Bobby Cannavale and all of those people. Another person to thank, uh, is, Shane and I's boss and one of our good friends, it's Randall Graham. This pod is something that the three of us do outside of sort of what our regular job is, even though it's all blended into much and everything. And he's been awesome and super sort of uh, loose with letting us he's do what we want. He's been generous. Very generous. Much more than any creative director would need to be. Yeah, but he's a fan of yours and he loves you. And uh, I think he believes in the project too. So thank you, Randall. That I'm so happy you let Mike sneak off to do interviews occasionally. And it's funny, you know, when I think back to the very first interview that we did was with uh, Menover Stieg from Colorado yeah, and, and his Annie. wife, Annie from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. 
And I remember thinking, cause you're like, oh, you're going to interview them. It's cool, man. They're married. They're a couple and they're both doing interesting creative things. And I remember thinking like, well, shit, I was like, maybe for my first interview, I should just interview one person instead of having to figure out how to talk to two yeah. like right away. But it was an amateur producer move on my part. It's all right. Throw, throw me into the fire. Yeah. I always work better that way than, you know, just kind of slow playing it. It's like, I just got to get on the ice and try and skate and fall on my ass a few times, you know? Well, you know what? That's actually been one of the attitude I've tried to take on when it comes to the podcast or with band things is that like nothing can really be bad if you take everything just as purely a learning experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's something and really liberating be, about that. Don't be scared to fail. Yeah. Well, like, what's the, thing, the worst that can happen? Because if, it, if you fail or if there's like, you know, for instance, when I asked you to ask Pete Yorn about <laughs> what it's like to be a, hunk, a hot guy in music. <laughs> like a hunk in folk music or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. And like whether he thinks people don't take him as seriously as if he were like less good looking. Yeah. Um, and I remember the conversation. Oh, Max, I don't really know. You're like, just ask. Yeah. Him. This, I was on the phone on tour. I was like, just ask him the question. It's a good question. Because uh, Brett Snell said that one time to the singer of Incubus. It worked for him. And of course, it worked terribly. <laughs> and I apologize for that. But it was a good learning experience. It ended like, up being a good story. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then at the very least, if th- something goes horrifically wrong, we have something to talk about in the open, which is always good. Yeah. And yeah. then coming full circle, we were lucky enough to interview uh, Matthew Nathan from Kings of Leon. Which was very exciting. And I don't get to go to a lot of these interviews, but I made a point of uh, getting to that one. We'll talk about that in the actual episode with Kings of Leon, yep. but the reason I brought it up is because it's almost like came full circle. I sat down with two people again, and I feel uh, comfortable now talking to more than one because it was the first thing that uh, you ever uh, suggested very that poetic. we do. See, I didn't know where you're going with that one. That's what makes you a good host and me just a babbling fool. So, um, <laughs> All right, Max. So now on this episode, we're bringing on for the very first time our friend. We love him. You've heard a lot about him if you've been listening to this podcast. Champagne boy, the nut. The nut. Now, how do you want to do this? You're the producer, Max. Are we going to bring Shane and the nut on at the same time? Are okay, we gonna- so a little bit of back, uh, backstory, a little bit of context is that for the first 49 episodes, Shane would come on, tell stories. A lot of the times the nut was involved. And then we get these angry texts from the nut after the episode came out saying Shane's version of the story is total bullshit. I want, I want the people to hear my side of the story. So we think it's only fair to bring the nut on. We were going to learn a little bit about him about where he came from, his background, his history, and then he can talk about his relationship with Shane. We'll let him address some of these one-sided stories. Exactly. And then we'll bring on Shane. Let's do it. (laughs) Nut just sat down. He just cracked a a, a beer. You know what? It's the 50th episode extravaganza, Max. We're going to have a couple of beers. Yeah. I picked up uh, some Pabst Blue Ribbon, and uh, and we're drinking some Sailor Jerry's. You know it. It's so good, the Sailor Jerry's. It's go. really smooth. Congratulations, boys. 50. That's Thank amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, and awesome. it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I, but first, we want to start. Are we going to call you the nut? He's wearing his nut hat, by the way. Or are we calling you your name? Are yeah. you keeping the persona? Or well, what? I thought it was ironic that I would wear a gift that Shane got me. Uh, <laughs> and then just, he's out there taking notes, by the way. Like, I, we, we're in the, the green room, which I guess is just, you know, we're in Max's living room. And uh, I look over, and Shane's literally got a notebook, and he's writing in it. And I'm like, are you taking notes for this? thing he's like oh absolutely that's his process so i'm gonna get skewered but i just want to say <laughs> i'm so happy right now because uh just to set the scene here al my roommate who is clean and responsible uh, i've got a lot of flack for calling out my roommates uh for being too messy he's in the kitchen making dinner uh in the other room dan uh a champagne boy who, who's been mentioned on the pod dan's he, here dan just arrived oh nice greg my my other roommate and your brother is watching the leafs right now leafs in buffalo 
and Shane is in the other room, in the green room, as we say, taking, taking notes. notes. The three of us are in here. This is like a dream house for me. It's like a live studio taping. Yeah, but I wish we just all lived together, you know? Oh, that would be the best. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. I wonder how that would go. I guess that's what happens. Well, I've heard you have pretty messy roommates, so I'd be a little (laughs) concerned myself. So... Are we going by the nut? Yeah, please. Here or forevermore? Yeah, no, just when I was, you know, listening to you guys sort of reminisce about the first, uh, you know, 50 or so episodes and you, Max made reference to those angry texts, a lot of them was just like, please take out where I work, please. So I don't, you know, and God knows what Shane's going to say about me. So yeah, if we don't use my real name and I got two fans, apparently. You do. You have legit fans. Two of them, (laughs) which I'm very excited about. Plural fans. Yeah. Uh, anytime uh, somebody says anything on the internet about the nut, uh, Max excitedly sends a text message because he knows that, you know, I've It'll got, feed your ego oh my good. God. But uh, no, it's great to be here. No, there's no way this is even going to make air like this. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's all, this is all getting in. No chance. Well, because the people want to know the nut. And one of Max's uh, things that he wanted to do here as the producer was he's, we kind of want to learn a bit about your story because you're an interesting guy. But I don't know if we can do that without talking about what you do. Sure. Yeah, no, sure. Well, we, yeah. we can we can uh, bounce around the actual job title, say. But but I, we want to know about your uh, your background history. So so where do we begin? Am I going to get interviewed by Mike? Because this is a, this a, is bit, a bit of a we. I mean, it, amongst our friends, Mike is known as the great storyteller and the now the great interviewer and the great host. So if this is going to happen, this, I'm this is amazing. I think that people want to know. I, I mean, I think you have an interesting story. So kind of start us from the start. Like when I met you, what? Did, Eight years ago, a decade ago? Yeah. I don't even know. It's been a long time now. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you and I have a very similar background, right? We both uh, loving families. We, we love our families, but we sort of came from not a whole lot, you know, like working class people. And uh, we both somehow fell ass backwards into sort of shiny showbiz jobs. Careers in Toronto. You know, we, we all sort of grew up in the Hamilton music scene, uh, which is, you know, which is a, is a fun thing to do. And, and eventually just sort of ended up working for uh, a large sports entertainment company. So. So, okay, here's my, the thing about all of us is that, you know, the, when Facebook memories pops up uh, in your feed and you look at a photo from whatever, nine years ago, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love to see the way we've all, all evolved, right? Because now I feel like we're, we're real men. But you, maybe not me. You just pleaded for us all to move into this place, all nine of us, two <laughs> yeah. seconds ago. No, but at least we look more the part. Yes. And when, you, and when we go back in the history of the nut, You've been, th- you were a concert promoter, you were a DJ, and you've had a variation of like looks. I feel like, uh, yeah, you- my weight yo yo is like Jonah Hill. <laughs> That's what you mean. That's why Shane puts me uh, in Jonah Hill promos because uh, him and I have a very similar weight issue. Uh, and for anybody listening, we just had to have Max cut out a bunch of the crazy shit that he said that I've, I've done in my youth. But uh, no, I, I'm a bit of a, I don't know, like I've so always described yourself as a high school kid and through university and literally then the- literally jonah hill and super bad is, is exactly <laughs> what i like looks my attitude um you know i'm a, a loud guy who's not afraid to say what he thinks uh often to my own detriment uh and oh i was just gonna pipe in because one of the things i was getting at where it's like oh i've known you for almost a decade now is it's like when we did meet, you know, you were selling cell phones and it seems like you've always been someone that's incredibly ambitious. And there's times where you'll shoot for things, I think like career or otherwise, like with your ambition where everyone will be like, oh, okay, good luck with that. And then you constantly pull it out of your hat. You come through. You come through and you get these, these gigs, you know, like you get in your career in Toronto. That was a big sort of calculated jump where you had to like, you were at the top of one sort of company here in Hamilton and then you had to go to the bottom of another one, but in Toronto at a bigger job with a, a more sort of like broad opportunity. And you've already parlayed that in the last like four years into sort of like 
a pretty magical run. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, can I say this is the greatest day of my life? <laughs> this, this is Don't worry, Shane's coming uh, yeah, on yeah, soon yeah, to yeah, take yeah, you yeah. down a few pegs. No, I, and, and I'm kidding, of course. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I've always felt, um, you know, that, you know, not to get oddly, you know, weirdly philosophical or anything, but I just, you're sort of here one time and, you know, I want to make the best of that. And uh, I've just believed in all of us. Like, we've all sort of done it together. Everybody has had some kind of connection in a very intimate way over the years. And it's very cool to see each one of us go on our own path. And then your favorite thing to do in the world is after like three drinks, just start saying, guys, we're doing okay. We are. I believe, I, honestly, I, we're going to get that million dollars. You he know? says we're all going to be millionaires one day, which isn't really a priority for anybody else but you. But I appreciate you saying that, that we're all going to do it. Yeah, I believe in all, and maybe this is a good segue, but I believe in all of us so much. And that's what drives me bananas about Shane when he rides me and comes up with these sort of fantasy land uh, experiences. <laughs> Last thing related to you. You used to be the, the king of starting like Facebook wars yeah. in the comment section. Yeah. You don't do that anymore. W- when did this uh, maturity happen? And how I did just it got moved to nationally syndicated podcasts. That's all that happened. <laughs> People talking about your hijinks made you yeah, a little gun shy. It's so funny. Like when did you mature on, on social? <laughs> Kat Halliday, who works for much, showed my boss a photo of me shirtless from J.R. Dick's party like three weeks ago. So I'm not sure that uh, that maturity that you, right, I take it back. Yeah, no, it, there's no maturity. I just, uh, social media, just no place to be yourself, you know? Okay. Let's move into the present. So, uh, one of your bones of contention with this pod has been that Shane has come on and one of Shane's strengths is he, he's very authentic and honest and he will tell it like he sees it. And you have, uh, at times texted angrily Max and been like, that's not how that went down. Yeah. He just he tells it like he sees it. He just sees it incorrectly. You know, it's, uh, we have a lot of the similar, similar friends in the, in the Canadian, you know, industry. I don't care what, what you guys all think of me. We all know, we all know how each other are, but, uh, you know, you, I think about like Greg Stewart sitting in an office somewhere listening about this fabricated story about how I basically gave Shane's wife lupus or something. And, <laughs> uh, and it's just like, it's just like, no, that's not at all what happened. And, you know, it's nice that everyone has come up with this moniker, the nut, but like everyone, like you've said Birchall three times this podcast already. So <laughs> we'll they, cut it. They're, they're, you don't have to cut it. There's just, there's no illusions as to who I we am. We won't cut it. And yeah. Should, should, that, should that be our cue to bring in Shane then? Yeah, bring him in. Fresh back from Hawaii, we're bringing Shane in right now. Pop culture personator Shane Christian Cunningham, you and the nut for the first time ever on the same podcast. Guys, this is the dream. I hope one day we have a radio show. It's the four of us every morning. We'd be the voices of Toronto. I can't wait. For our listeners, uh, Max has had three beers and he is in heaven right now. I know. I'm loving this so much. (laughs) I'm just imagining us in a real studio, not around my kitchen table. (laughs) What would our salaries be a year if we were on this show? Well, it's a good question because if we were on like the hottest radio station in Toronto and we had like the primetime spot, I don't have an answer for you. I think Birchall knows the answer. Birchall, what, what do you think we should get paid? I think probably a million dollars. So, okay, a million bucks each? No, nah, we, we can split, split it. it. We're, we're, not, we're not. But here's my thing. You, you work for three hours in the morning. Everybody just like is chewing the shit on current events. We're talking Raptors. We're talking movies. We're yelling at each other. That's how you pay the bills, man. All right, Shane, you're back from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome mm-hmm. back. Thank you. You're looking real tan, my friend. I'm not that tan. No, you are. All right. Okay. Um, but wait, are we, we're not getting into Hawaii. I, the nut was saying all these, the fantasy land stories that I come up with. So while you were sitting in another room, listening to us in the studio here, and the nut was uh, <laughs> saying that you're, you're mm-hmm. making up these stories or you're seeing them through a skewed sort of prism, 
And I guess everyone is. I'll concede that. Everyone sees things through a skewed prism. But I, I, I don't think that saying again, Shane, that common old saying. Hashtag skewed prism. Uh, but I don't think any of my stories are untrue. Slightly exaggerated, maybe. For example, or should I start from the beginning of yeah, our go, go okay. through all of your yeah. notes. Is in a full page of notes okay. here. Do you remember the first night we ever crossed paths, Birchall? Yeah. Where was it? At uh, Absinthe in Hamilton. Okay. Did you throw me out of that bar? Yes. <laughs> How did he throw, you, he throw you out? Okay. Did you deserve to be thrown out of that bar? Like, this isn't really funny, but I was uh, dating a, uh, someone at the time who had, uh, you know, their, their mom was killed in an accident. And someone on the internet was making fun of this person. So I went to confront them and yell at them. But as I was yelling, Birchall kicked me out of the club. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect example of one of those, like, sort of, like, not all of the story is being told. No, I explained to you what happened, and you said, all right, so you're having a fight on the internet. Now get the f*** out of my club. <laughs> First of all, nailed the impression, I think. So, well well done there. You know, we're not, we don't need to get into specifics because people weren't there, but, but ultimately you, I mean, there's parts of that story that are missing. You brought down a whole squad, and we're looking for trouble and there was threats <laughs> of a fight and so so for me I didn't I didn't know the particulars you, you literally had brought down internet transcripts and were shoving them in people's yeah, faces and you wouldn't read it no hold I on, wouldn't hold on, read hold on, it hold on, hold on I would do it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but here here is the point and I'm an objective third party observer on one hand Shane's problem was real and he wanted you know to confront the person for a good reason I help people yeah because he helps people on the other hand. <laughs> It is at a nightclub at like whatever one in the morning. Yeah. The person running the club has no clue really what the context is. Most of the fights that happen at a nightclub are over like you spilled some liquor on me. I, I explained I it. And he's also going to try to keep peace in the club. But but that's it. Like for for me, and again, like and that's where I just mean like Shane's version of the story. While facts are sort of scattered throughout them, they're sort of arranged in a very convenient way. Okay, number two. Did you or did you not of October of last year? Oh, two I knew years ago, this was coming up. This is the <laughs> Halloween story. Yeah. Did you grab yeah. a glass out of my hand as I was drinking it and smash it on the wall right here? <laughs> that is Max's house, by the way. I, I'm pointing. I feel. At. I feel like I'm being cross-examined. No, well, you are. Did that happen? By, I want to hear my fantasy land version of my story. That story is is interesting, and and you and I have talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to be very clear here. Okay. Like, I I am a goddamn nightmare. Like I'm not at all, not at all saying that I am, you know, an upstanding young man who should date anyone's daughter. Like, no, I'm, I'm a, a an absolute hurricane of a man. But again, in that, in that instance, uh, here's what happened. And you know, for, for the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you please, mm -hmm. is that I uh, drank a Tupperware. A container full of gin, <laughs> as you do when you're 32, yeah, yeah. Uh, and worked up around my friends. We get excited. We all we all like each other. And apparently, I was told because I don't recall any of it. I uh, I grabbed a glass out of Shane's hand and threw it against the wall in a, in a in a just a, let's trash this place. Sorry, Max, kind of thing. That was the way on talking. Somebody also had to stop me from uh, breaking your gold, Judah, your right. you know your gold record. Uh, yeah. And again. <laughs> That wasn't his best album. It, well, yeah. Was it High Noon? It was High Noon. That's a good oh, record. Oh, that was his best album. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> the new one is... <laughs> 
that on paper track is quite catchy still. But no, that's but not that, from that record but, either. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Next one. All right, let's go. Okay. Did you or did you not? <laughs> okay, go ahead. This, did you invite me to Share Club? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. On, I, on numerous occasions. And, and just happened to ha- have it be a kind of a makeshift setup where my ex-girlfriend was there on this exact same night. No. That was accidental. Completely accidental. Why would I? And that's my, like, why would I do that on purpose? That's what runs through my head. Nut. So it was an accident. I also didn't tell you to drink an entire bottle of vodka and get kicked out of said nightclub. <laughs> it was jello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Next one. How many are there? Okay. God. Did you or did you not? <laughs> yeah. Have my, have possession of my passport. Yeah. And not give it back to me for weeks. Yes. Okay. All, all, all of those. Well, I'm not done here. Oh. <laughs> Did it take me mentioning that I need it back to help Alex get insurance claims for her lupus to actually get it back? No. It didn't? No. Well, oh, I thought you said, why didn't you tell me if I knew it was urgent, I would have given it to you right away. No, 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 no. Okay, so full story. Uh, we It was Raptors playoffs. Uh, I may or may not have connections uh, for Raptors playoffs tickets. So myself, Mike, Shane, and I think it was great. We, anyway, guys, let's go. We can get tickets. Let's go down to Indiana. And I think we were playing Indiana. So... I drove, we forgot all the passports in my car. Like once we get back to Toronto, we all say our goodbyes and we all leave. You have all of our passports, which we'd had out when we crossed the border. That's right. Left them in your glove box. That's right. Shane is also apparently a 50 year old woman and has additional passports, (laughs) document holders. So I don't lose it. Right. Yeah. So there's also, so not only is there a passport, but there's a passport wallet and in that are other documents like your birth certificate. Right. Yeah. Anyway, in case I lose my passport. Right. Anyway, Hook up a fun weekend with the pals. Boys road trip. We come back dejected because the Rabs got the shit kicked out of them. Forgot the passports in the car. Uh, and then it becomes people need them back. And listen, like I just did not get to it. I was really stressed out at work. Everyone else got their passport back. No, no. You see, this is what I'm talking about. This, the facts are not accurate here. I was, in, I was living in Toronto at the time. Everyone was living in Hamilton. So eventually Max just comes, I think, to the ACC to get the passports, right? That's what happened, right? Yeah. I forget after being told to give the passport holder as well, because Shane had separated the two, uh, I didn't give Shane, I didn't give, I gave Max the passport, but not the, the passport holder. In the passport holder was a birth certificate. The important document. The important document, which I just, it, I, I, maybe Shane told me, don't, don't forget, but I just, I didn't think of it and I was in a rush and I was just not thinking of it. So then Shane's constant, what Shane actually told me in that story was that Alex had planned a trip for him and they needed it by like a Saturday, next Saturday, something to go on the road. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, as long as I get it back to Shane by that time, we're cool. I send it, I said, like, I even talked to Alex and said, listen, I'll drive it into the city. I just, I, I'll, I'll get it to you when I get it to you. I was really busy and honestly it was not my highest priority. It just wasn't. I had no idea, no idea that it was related to any sort of illness or benefit needs. And, and you say, well, if I told you said, if I told you, then you would have given it back. Of course, because then, yeah. I, don't I didn't want to give that information up, though. No, I, and I get that. But when you go on a podcast and I'm you a tell, private person, yeah, unless when there's, uh, you know, unless when unless you go on this, the pod and say, and you open it with like, 
Alex has lupus, which I don't even think I knew. I open every pod with that. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a line, but I don't even think I, 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 I don't even think I knew until I heard the podcast. So that's what I'm talking about is that's where I started to get like, hold on a second here. Is that like, did I not give him this, the thing back? Yeah, I didn't. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but then he tells Max is like, move it along. Come on. Okay. So that seems reasonable, but it's yeah. that. And, that, and that's my point. Move it along. And, and I yeah, moved along. But, and I have never had a platform to, to go out and say, listen, Listen, like to everyone listening, I am uh, not the monster that Shane says that I am. Yes, you are. You also uh, banned me from your wedding. Let's also that not was a joke. What? Shane did ban you from his wedding. Yeah. And now and that was the hardest one. Right. Like that was. So what, what ends up happening is uh, after, I guess, the first couple of lawsuit threats, Max starts to clear all the pods uh, by people who are mentioned in them. And, you know, and I listen, I'm going to give myself credit. I sound like a total tool on most of these episodes, this one especially. But, uh, I, um, you know. But but I, I for the greater good of the group, uh, I clear it. I just say, don't say where I work. And if you do just take my name out of it, I don't need to get fired. And even Dan, who just walked by, shout outs to Dan uh, on the Kirk podcast recently said, went out of his way to say why well, you got hammered on that. And I was like, yeah, but I approved it because I think, you know, in the and as Max, the constant, you know, used car salesman guy that he is, it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, don't and do it. Hell? He's yeah. getting hammered yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And don't. But <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's for humor. You know, the embellishments are they're entertaining. That's, that's more Larry David than used car salesman. Thank Fair. you very much. Fair. But a difference. It, right. But my point is, is it's just like, okay, I okay it because as long as I'm not going to, again, be fired for, for this, like if, if people find it funny, that one random girl in Chicago, shout yeah, out to her, Andrea. Uh, if she, if Andrea finds, listen, if Andrea finds it funny, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. But it, it's, it, that's the, you know, so I, I'm, I'm fine being the, the Baba Booey, if you will, the target of the jokes, but there was just some hurtful things that happened. And when you banned me from the wedding, I also found out about that on the podcast. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me because there was always like a jovial sort of nature to things. And I actually, I'm actually probably closest. I feel closest to Shane out of anybody at this table. Like we've traveled to New York together. I had randomly, I was like, Shane, I got Roseanne tickets. You want to go? I was like, yeah, we go and we see comedy together. Like we're both very similar people and I, and I feel uh, quite connected to him. So then when, when I heard that, you know, this wasn't for the pod, it wasn't, you know, just jokes. Like he was genuinely pissed and bans me from his wedding and then doesn't tell me it just, it was one domino after another where it was like, okay, well this is where life is starting to collide with, with fun. And it's, uh, well, you prevented the bride from being healthy. And if there's no bride, there's no wedding. So I was like, that and then you messaged me and I said I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not exactly what happened either. But when when Virgil just said that he feels closest to you of all because you guys, you know, you go see comedy and you have this like kinship. Do you see where he's coming from? The similarities or maybe the friendship? Well, yeah, we were texting about it the other day. Uh, I was I was saying, yeah, you're similar, and that's why everyone kind of has like a self loathing thing, and that's why I kind of like you irritate me more than other people. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you're looking in like a, a mirror on some level? Yeah. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> okay. I knew it would be somewhat uh, contentious mm -hmm. and litigious. Is that the word? For, yeah. like, well, well I didn't realize, yeah, Matthew McConaughey was going <laughs> to come in and get <laughs> For the pod, 
how you guys talk about each other, how you think about each other. No, it's going to get worse, probably. Like, we're both uh, <laughs> we're both crazy people who like to get into ourselves into some situations. So I think that this is probably just getting started more you, than it's ending. You're both, you're both excessive people, and that's mm-hmm. a recipe. That's a recipe for something. <laughs> um, okay, right. well, one question from Mike, then. Because you, we, because listeners only have one one perspective of these guys, and that's through the lens mm-hmm. of the pod. Right? How would you describe Virtual and Shane? Just so our listeners have a bigger picture, just as people who they are as professionals, just so we can close on maybe a slightly more positive note. The way that I frame Virtual and Shane is, I think that they're both really smart, really passionate. And very emotional. So I think that it's like they can absolutely get like super triggered or riled up by an incident. And I think that like they feel everything, both of them. So I think that that's why they are natural sort of, um, I guess, combatants whenever like things get fired up in the group. If there's if someone makes a joke or something, sometimes you just need to like resist the urge to pipe in. But I don't think either of you would ever resist the urge, which is what makes you guys great and entertaining and authentic. Uh, But I think it's also what gets you guys into trouble. Perfect. I'm glad that our audience finally had a chance to, to meet the nut uh, on the show, and uh, we're going to have you back. The nut and Shane are both sweet boys, despite yeah. uh, the fact that they seem to constantly be feuding. Yeah. All right, Shane, you just got back from Honolulu, Hawaii. It's true. <laughs> um, and to set things up, Sailor Jerry sent you there to represent the Micah Much podcast. Mm-hmm. You interviewed uh, the brand ambassador. Aaron. The Canadian ambassador, yeah. yeah. The, uh, his name's Aaron Thomas. Yes. Aaron Thomas. People will get to hear that interview. You talking to that guy, Shane sitting in the mic seat and interviewing at the end of this segment. Keep in but, mind, it's the first interview I've ever really conducted in my life. Yeah. Like beyond like a normal streeters interview, which is just for jokes. This was a sit down, 20 minute, literally to the second interview. You can start defending when we post the interview. <laughs> uh, but right now, how was Hawaii? Like, what did you do? Did yeah, you get crazy? Us, you, well... Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was kind of like two trips. Originally, the trip was planned as a four-day trip. But when I went out for a drink with the Canadian ambassador, he offered me a couple extra days, which I, of oh, course, jumped okay. on. But I think since I have tattoos and I look like a bit of a badass, he <laughs> thought I drove a Harley. So his plan was him and I were kind of going to go riding around all of Hawaii on these rented Harley Davidsons. But uh, he... He learned once I got there that I do not ride a Harley. <laughs> so he kind of just took off for days and I was basically just by myself and I'm supposed to be producing, you know, content uh, about the pod, humorous stuff and uh, experiential things that's happening to me. So the first three days were actually the most stressful of the trip because I was basically walking around the beach thinking of skits and ideas and things that could make people laugh and a lot of the time was spent in my room editing those ideas. And when you're by yourself, it's very hard to produce video content. So I had to like pay bellhops, beg people to film something real quick for me. And I was walking around the Michael Much sign and I had this um, this method to kind of film the sign in vaguely the same area. And the idea is supposed to be that the sign doesn't move, but the background's do. You can see Shane's edit on the Mike on Much Instagram. It was, it was great. It totally worked. It kind of worked. But uh, anyway, that that was my first part of the trip, which was uh, it was still very fun, but it was extremely stressful because I overthink everything. And I do think of a guy like 
the nut here and he likes to rate uh, jokes. It's another thing that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> so often I'll make a joke and uh, then I'll say four out of 10, Shay, nice try or whatever. And it just makes me not want to even talk like when I'm around him sometimes. He's like, oh, that, that one's pretty good. I'll admit it. And it's like eight out of 10. So just to win him over anything, it's like I'm putting on a show for him. It's like I'm just talking, man. So every post I did, I was started rating them. You know, I was like, uh, people are going to think this is a five. Oh, this is an eight. And then I did this one where uh, there was this dog out there I met. His name's Hawaii Dog. And he rides around on like uh, scooters. He wears a lay. It's an actual dog. Yeah. It sounds like he was having more fun than you <laughs> for two days. But he's just a very cute dog. He's, he's got a little bit of an internet following. So I was trying to get us a bigger internet following. So I took some pictures of Hawaii Dog and then put a gun to his head. <laughs> and I said, if Mike on much doesn't get uh, 500 followers by 4.30 p.m., Hawaii Dog will be executed. <laughs> but I was pretty proud of that gag. And I thought the nut's actually going to really like this one because it's edgy and it's it's everything the nut represents, anti-establishment, which is everything Adam Birchall represents is total establishment and phony behavior, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the record, I don't condone murdering dogs. I don't represent that either. Well, you might have been the nut when you put into the Champagne Boys yeah. message group, Shane, this is seriously great stuff, or whatever the f*** you said, and you put a picture <laughs> of Hawaii Dog with the gun to his I head. I thought it was hilarious. You enjoyed the Hawaii Dog bit. I thought it was a great bit, absolutely. And I was actually on cloud nine. So that was one of the highlights of my trip to get approval. Because that's a funny thing. When, when somebody's like so grating, when you do win them over, it does begrudgingly feel you, good. You, you realize that I do that to annoy you on purpose, right? Like, that's not, like, actually who I am. I don't, like, yeah, walk around thinking. Yeah, that make me feel better. No, I know that's the point. It's okay. just, like, a way to push your button because you're, you know, publicly mean to me. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> what else happened? Yeah, because I know you had, a, like, a merry band of uh, single dudes with you, basically. Sergio or something? Well, Sergio became a bit of a star. So Sailor Jerry picked someone from every... Country. They had a, a a guy from Portugal, a guy from Greece, a guy from France, a guy from Russia who actually spoke no English, like literally not one word. So I had to befriend people whose English weren't their first language. But luckily, the guy from Portugal, his name was Sergio, uh, just had that like perfect. Uh, he knew the English language enough where you could kind of make fun of him and not feel horrible. <laughs> and, and we became really good friends. Like he was such a funny, authentic dude. Sergio and I actually had such a bond that his last name in, in uh, Portuguese means lucky. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cunningham. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we both got uh, lucky tattoos on our uh, back arm. What? You got, you got matching tattoos with Sergio? We did. And wow. because I honestly, I truly felt lucky to have the opportunity like literally you're the host of the show and you're in one of the biggest bands in canada and they picked the guy who's very extremely unknown to say the least and the only reason i got there was because i just happened to have tattoos so i was literally feeling like the luckiest man and it was the best trip ever wow so i got the tattoo and as i was doing it I was kind of half in the bag, like everywhere you, <laughs> everywhere you go with Sailor Jerry, they, they spare no expense. There's booze just lined up and it's not just lined up. It's like an hour set up to make it look beautiful. All the menus are 
branded. Everywhere you eat is top notch. Everywhere they Uber you is like the XXXL. So I'm feeling grateful, emotional, everything. But the last day was kind of the craziest day. They took us out to this mansion that's only reserved for shooting movies. I think they might have even shot like the big bounce in this area, like the Owen Wilson movie, which no one knows about, obviously. Morgan Freeman? Yeah, exactly. Except for the pop culture aficionado, the true <laughs> pop culture aficionado. But they had uh, masa- masseuses set up, hula girls like doing dances and shit and like a, a band. And it was you honestly felt like you were a celebrity. And I've never like I flew first class on this trip flying down. I've never felt so I don't know, pampered in my life. And now there's like no going back. I never want to fly coach again <laughs> for like poor people or some shit. <laughs> and I was telling someone this today. I forget who, but I was saying, I really get what Birchall's talking about when he says he wants us all to be millionaires <laughs> because it's the best life. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, this is your first trip without your wife. Mm-hmm. Was there any friction? Because that's the kind of thing that wives would be like, hold on a second. You're flying first class. We would never do that. You're staying in a really, really fancy hotel. We probably can't afford to do that. And you're hanging around with a bunch of girls in like hula outfits. That was the I, only thing. She doesn't like when we're apart because, well, this is actually back to uh, the nut also. I forgot to put this on my list. But the first, t- <laughs> the first time we met the nut he told my wife, my wife-to-be, that uh, this was literally the first in- introduction. He decided to tell a story about that one New York trip. Yeah, we, we don't need on. to get into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for your sake, you can t- no. I've been banned from telling that story. You can tell it if you want. But, but he told my wife-to-be a story how I cheated on my girlfriend in a bathroom in New York no. and then took a break to eat a shawarma. No. Well, mid cheating. Yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I came back and finished the deal. Yeah, it was my shawarma, by the way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And it, it's a good story to talk between the fellas, maybe. But you don't tell my girlfriend was on the it a first shawarma. It was delicious. It was my shawarma. But the pussy <laughs> days better. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. I believe that was a 10 out of 10 on the nut scale. <laughs> okay, should we get to this interview? Let's get to the interview. That's all going to be cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to Shane's interview with Aaron, the Canadian brand ambassador for Sailor Jerry. Aaron Thomas. Okay, so this is my first interview I've ever done. So I figured uh, we could start it off with a shot. Makes life easier. Holy shit, these are big shots. Interview courage? It is. 100%. <laughs> so we're doing two Sailor Jerry shots here, obviously. It would only be fitting. And uh, what should we toast to? Not getting sunburned while you're in Hawaii? Let's do it. You got it down? Woo! <coughs> Jeez. Okay. So, I'm here with Aaron. Who and what are you, Aaron? Human being? No. <laughs> Beyond that, <laughs> I'm the brand ambassador for Canada for Sailor Jerry. Okay, I'm very curious about this. How does someone become a brand ambassador? I got inebriated many times in front of the right people inadvertently, and then eventually was asked if I wanted to work for them. Not because of my ability to drink, but just the conversations you have with people candidly when you're drunk. So. You kind of had a job interview without knowing you were on a job interview. Yeah. I mean, a, a mix of that is also just like 
being in a, a bike culture and tattoo culture and hanging out in the, I don't know what you want to call it, the world that Sailor Jerry wants to live in. How important do you think uh, to getting the job was the way you look? Uh, I would say it would be something, but if you lined everybody up and looked at them, half of us don't look like this, the other half do. And just to describe the way you look, you have a very long mustache that I'm super <laughs> jealous of. Because I've been growing this for a year, and as you can see, it's... A year? Close to, yeah. Do you keep cutting it? It's incapable of growing, because yours grows actually below your chin. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's attached to my chin, too. Right. Yeah, I can't grow any hair there. <laughs> oh, shit. When did you realize you could grow a crazy-ass mustache like that? Well, uh, it was probably like 15 or 16 when I realized I was washing my face with Rogaine. No, I'm <laughs> no I, I, I got lucky. So I got a little off track with the mustache. I got a little enamored with that. What is the job of an ambassador? Is it kind of like, is it the same as a promo girl? They just call it an ambassador for a guy? Is it cooler than that? I mean, in some respects it is. It's evolved a lot over the years with how different companies use us and utilize us in this role. I mean, in some cases, yeah, you are always just that promo person. You're just the face at the party. You shake hands. You sign the receipt at the end and you know you're just this thing but it does evolve like when everyone starts this yeah you're just this monkey in a room that throwing a party now it's about creating new ways for people to hang out and interact with the brand like coming mm -hmm. here to hawaii and being indoctrinated with the culture of our namesake Mm -hmm. And then not having an understanding of why someone would have picked that person to be a representation for a product. I mean, you know, it, it goes almost to the point where he is more valuable than the product will ever be. His character, what he stood for, allow us to... You're talking something. about Norman Collins yeah, right now. exactly. His stuff kind of allows us to get away with having something in a bottle that's worth drinking. So you were a Sailor Jerry fan before you got hired at the job? Yeah, I was. But I, I was because, it, well, one, it's overproof. Two, you can mix it with anything. If, if most people were told your job is going to be to kind of party to some extent. It, yeah, it is. And it's about just like creating that good time for people. But if you were to tell anyone that, they would say, where can I sign? Yeah. But what are some of the drawbacks of that? Like, do you find that it's detrimental to your health? Is there anything that you're like, There's a yeah. oh man, I got a party. There's today. a lot of admin, admin, there's a lot of background and accountability. Like to act like a buffoon, you need to like explain why it's okay to act like mm -hmm. a buffoon to people that sit there in like suits and ties. That, that's the drawback. It's not my health. It's that anything you think is interesting in your life that you enjoy, that you would like to share or be a part of, you need to tie it back so it makes sense. There's so many avenues to go down where it makes sense from like a business perspective for the brand to do stuff. But it, I don't go to university fast, so it takes me weeks or days to figure out why. What did you go to school for, if anything at all? Nothing really. Same with me. Yeah. Self-made. <laughs> Uh, just out of curiosity, what do your parents do for a living, and uh, what do they think of what you do for a living? I don't know. I mean, they, they I think they're kind of stoked that I'm not in prison or anything, mm -hmm. or, you know, going to NA meetings and sleeping on their couch or whatever. <laughs> I think they're pretty happy about that, but they, um, this job, I don't think they understand or expect it. It's a different world now, right? Marketing isn't a commercial anymore. It's done in a word-of-mouth fashion with somebody that you can trust that's part of your community that's how brands build themselves now so it's cool that you get hired and get to be that person it's completely to be hired to be to be who you are yeah you get paid to just do you well it's interesting because this job could only 
live today. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. So trying to explain that to people where they, you know, the VW commercial that came out in like a magazine and that was like the first huge thing that changed and revolutionized advertising. I think it was like, shit, it was in the sixties. What the, the, the this v- is a lemon. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was black and white ad, right, and that's yeah. it. Like, and nobody had seen any of that, like, conceptual advertising before. And that was, like, the first, like, leap. What would you be doing if this job didn't land on your lap, kind of? Prison? NA? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I worked in film for a little bit. I mean, I had other skill sets. I might have just jumped on a bike and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Who knows? What is the most off-brand thing that, to look at you, someone would, wouldn't expect at all? That's a good question. I didn't come up with it. Max Kerman of the Arkells did, but thank you. That's a really good question. What? And are you even like hesitant to say? I don't know. Uh, like, like something that no one would be able to perceive about me. But yeah, like for instance, a lot of people they see me, they're like, "Oh, this guy's so macho." They wouldn't expect that I watch a show like The Bachelor. Do you really? Yeah, that's a pretty rad. <laughs> uh, like, are you into opera or something totally? I like Vaucliqueau, which is a champagne that's very expensive. I like it more than anything. It's just, <laughs> if you looked at me, you wouldn't think I drink champagne. Are you allowed to promote other? Alcohol brands. Uh, I, I mean, I can't like promote them where, let's say if I'm on the clock, I shouldn't be telling other people about other things. I should, I mean, it, it's not only my brand, but I, it's also something I choose to drink and enjoy. That being said, if I'm in the U.S. and I can get my hands on a high life, I may forget that I work for Sailor Jerry for one to 20 beers. Is that the one they call the champagne of beers? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I also like Wolf Clicquot, which is champagne. <laughs> Okay, so Sailor Jerry obviously is associated with tattooing. Yeah. Maybe even more so than the actual drink itself. Yeah. I was wondering, what is your first tattoo? And do you have a regrettable tattoo? Wow, yeah. So, first tattoos are covered. They were just like shitty tribal thing, like all over, 15 years old, all over the bottom of my right forearm. So, covered. Also kind of in line with the regrettable tattoos. Um, You're obviously a connoisseur of partying, bars. If anyone was to know where the best bars are, it would be you, I would like to think. In Canada and most of, some of the US, but yeah. Okay, so where's the best bar in Toronto for people who live in that area? If if you want to go to a dark place and you live down like Parkdale and King, close to Liberty, I'd say you want to go to pharmacy. The lighting there is very interesting. I went on one of my favorite, Tinder dates that the girl proposed to me on my first Tinder date at pharmacy. Yeah? Do Didn't I, want to get married? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> marriage, man. <laughs> in, in Hawaii, what do you think? Because that's where we are right now. We're both uh, in Arnold's is a killer bar in Hawaii. It's a shitty dive bar. It says Tiki Bar when you walk in. They don't do Tiki drinks. Mm-hmm. And Harry's in Toronto is probably the best burger I've ever had in the world and I have other people that do my job that I've brought there from around the world that agree it's the best burger they've ever had so Harry's Charbroil how do you spell Harry's Harry's like Harry's yeah like Harry the Henderson's Harry's yeah I'm I'm wondering most people have a hard time this day and age keeping their job like everything's so politically correct yeah whereas your job there's a little bit more levity there is I get a lot more leeway just because there's a there's I mean anyone the alcohol industry actually does there's only like two fine lines we can't cross, right? I mean, obviously you can't be oppressive and racist and shit, but that kind of goes with everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other one is, and especially with the Toronto industry, it's had such a problem with how women are treated in this industry. Mm-hmm. So that's like another line you can't cross. So imagine if there's only two things in the sand you can't 
with. Mm-hmm. There's, you got a lot of leeway. The dessert section is only 10 minutes, so I'm going to end it right here. Dessert section. The dessert section of the Michael Mush podcast is what I handle. I kind of have the okay. Aaron You only do the 10 minutes on the whole podcast? Aaron, did you not do your research? Who I listened to your podcast, but I, I thought you talked more than the 48, out of the 48 minutes, I thought you had more than 10. Well, uh, <laughs> am I going to be sent home on a plane right now immediately? Um, well, most times, <laughs> I know, man. sometimes they, they have me off the top for 10. Okay. And then I'm on the bottom for the 10. Oh. But the time where it's definitely mine is the end portion. Cool. Yeah, if everyone listens to the end, the last thing they hear right. is you. All right, thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you. This is it. All right. We did it. Let's have another shot. All right, let's do that. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. The four of us, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, Max and I, I uh, just want to thank uh, Birchill, the nut, the man, the myth, the legend for coming on. Shane, the pop culture aficionado, as always, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Uh, all the artwork is provided by Jenna Gregory at jennasdoodles.com. You can find us online at, on Twitter and Instagram at MikeOnMuch. Subscribe to the show. Leave a comment and ratings in iTunes. Huge thank you to Greg Stewart. Thank you to Sailor Jerry's for sending our boy, ShaneyBoy69, to Hawaii. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. If I don't kill Shane on the weekend. <laughs>